Now, for the listeners out there, what style of music do you play? German space music. Norwegian pop metal. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Two Beers with Bam podcast. I'm your host, Chris Schrum. This is a podcast where I will be talking to people in the music industry and getting to know them and their craft over a couple of beers. We will be sampling and evaluating the beers on a personal level. If this sounds like something you would enjoy, then let's go. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Two Beers with a Band. I'm your host, Chris Schramm. And today I'm here with the guys from Toy Dinosaur. Oh yeah. Um, guys, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, tell me what you do. I'm Brian. Um, I am the co-leader of Toy Dinosaur. Toy Dinosaur is a co-led band. And uh, guitar, sing, write, multi-instruments. Nice. <laughs> Heck yeah. And uh, my name is Joshua Badstone. And I sing, and I play various instruments, guitar, bass, and uh, I am the other co-leader of the band. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, um, I know y'all got some great news to tell everybody about what's been going on lately. So I figured we'd just uh, go ahead and jump right into the beer get that rolling and then you guys let everybody know what's been going on cool all right um today i'm gonna be or we are gonna be drinking a bullseye ipa from yazoo brewing company here in nashville this is their anniversary edition ipa and let's uh that crack on the mic joshua got it right on the mic We got some background people out here that are waving with excitement, saying, oh my gosh, it's Toy Dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, no no autographs, no autographs. That's right. (laughs) All right. Trying to get an ASMR pour here. It's not bad. This this IPA is a little hazy. Um, It's not as clear as I would like it to be, but it's not a hazy IPA, but it has a creamy white head and um, does have some lacing. It has very tight bubbles, so kind of happy about that. That's a plus. Um, How are your bubbles, Josh? Yeah, I definitely like a beer that looks like my favorite kind of mustard. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> like a honey mustard. And Dude, uh, don't talk about mustard and beer. It's nasty. Hey, you can mix <laughs> flavors. I like a little vinegary flavor on things. All right, here we go. You never know. It could be the uh, the next new thing. Mm. I'm so bad at, at doing like different <laughs> flavor profiles, but I used to watch this podcast about people who interviewed like did whiskey right stuff, right. and I have always envied their ability to like taste whiskey and be like, wow, this one tastes like earthy. Well, no, it would be like, it would be like, like, uh, like 
tomatoes, but only from Southern Italy, <laughs> but only like, like, like Italian. Like really intelligent. Yeah. Like I'm just really like, astute. It's tasty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what's crazy about that is you'll sit there and most people will sit a bourbon or a beer or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And they will break it down yeah. so much. It, at least for me, it's kind of like, you know, you've told me everything in the world about this whiskey. Do you like it? Right. I mean, yeah. Are you going to sip it again or are you just going to let it sit there and get old? I mean, <laughs> you know, what's going on with that, it? That's where, I, that's where the appreciation thing can actually come in for me. And I did like how you said like tight bubbles. Like that's something. Tight bubbles. Like tight bubbles are like, I really do like a tight, quick little bubble kind of thing. I don't know if that makes, did you what? say that? Yeah. Yeah. What, certain beers um, that you run across when you pour them, if you want to give, or I want to give a description of the bubbles for those who are listening, not watching, plus that camera being down there, they're not going to be able to see the bubbles as well. But for the connoisseur out there, mm. they're like, okay, I can tell a lot about a beer just by pouring it and letting yep. it sit for a second. Okay, we got continuous carbonation in this beer. We do have lacing, and um, the head is retaining, or head retention is uh, pretty good on this beer. So so. that, for someone who's just listening, they can say, okay, that's an IPA, based on his quick description, Yeah, that is at least a well-made IPA. Mm. You know, so Uh, someone who... Um, hasn't had this before, hasn't had an IPA from Yasu, they can say, okay, based on that description, that should be a good IPA. Yeah. So even if I don't like it, mm. you know, everybody's palate's different. You might like it, you might hate it, I might be, and it's okay, but we're giving the beer its uh, props. You know, yeah. it, it may not be my style, but it's a yeah. good beer. What do you so. know about head retention, Joshua? You said, yeah, head retention. Well, like you I, really know. Well, you know, you know think about head retention, head retention <laughs> as just saying head retention. You can know what the hell he's implying. <laughs> head retention. Uh, it sounded a little with pretension. Okay. That's for do you sure. Like the beer, by the way, you didn't even say. I do like this, is like probably yeah. a, like. There is like a little bit, maybe a little bit sweeter than my my taste buds mm. usually likes. Yeah, well, what I've noticed about Yazoo is that um, pretty much all of their beers, at least for me, are a touch on the sweeter side. But as far as uh, the hops coming in and cleaning up at the end, the hops do clean it up. Yeah. And for me, um, I can overlook a little bit a little bit of a, a, a salted caramel on the mm. uh, wow malt. I, mm. I yeah. can overlook that because the hops do come in and kind of mellow yeah. that out yeah so that if we're sitting here and we're not just pounding it <laughs> you know the the sweetness yeah. goes away so you know yep. yeah that's um, for the other podcast right, right. Where, where we all pound 12 percenters Dude, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. This might be after having this intelligent conversation about head retention and the taste. My go-to lately, huh. it's been BL. 
and it's been Bud Light. Oh, no way. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I just, well, I Love I started uh, having one too many beers, and and then so I was like, okay, I got to rein it in, and then also need to rein in the alcohol percentage, so. Yes, agreed. Uh, and so agreed. Uh, my buddy had Bud Light, and I was like, all right, I'll have one. I was like, I actually really like this. <laughs> <laughs> this I <laughs> love Bud Light. I just want it on the record. Well, here's mm. what's crazy. Mm. You bring that up. I've been drinking craft beer for years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, anywhere you go in Nashville, anywhere, really, I mean, there's craft beer on tap. Right. So they might have Bud Light, Miller, whatever, whatever, but they got a craft beer there. So I always go for the craft beer. Well, I was somewhere, I think I was at a buddy of mine's house and I took over four beers because I honestly didn't plan on hanging out, Mm -hmm. but we got to talking, hanging out, doing, moving some stuff around his house. So I drank those four beers and he was pounding domestic beer and (laughs) I was like, man, I want one. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. He could. Man, here, have beer, have beer. No, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I, I want one more beer. Okay, I'll take it. Right. I drank it. It was a Miller Lite. Uh-huh. And I was like, this actually isn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's right, great. This is not it's bad great. At And all. here's another one for the record. Uh-huh. Miller Lite is the best domestic beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Ooh, okay. okay. I'd, I'd say that's, so. That's, uh, <laughs> wow, that's, hmm yeah. Best domestic beer. Okay. What okay. is the best domestic beer to y'all? I mean, Miller Lite, I totally agree. When I see the can, the, everything is just the like, smell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody America, who has maybe. had a couple Millers and then walks up, like if I uh-huh. come over to your house and you've had like one or two uh-huh. and you walk up to me and I know I'm about to have some, <laughs> like that's just like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how PC I should probably be, but no, <laughs> no but that's like, that, that really gets me gets me excited that's definitely the smell the taste everything okay okay well um for anyone out there listening miller light if you have not had that (laughs) you uh should definitely definitely miller uh, light give us a million dollars now (laughs) (laughs) so uh toy dinosaurs favorite beer Sponsor us. All, all, all the way around is going to be Miller Lite. So, uh, we would totally take a Miller Lite sponsorship. Yes, no kidding, exactly. So, we'll sell out before we get started. Dude. Right, yeah. So for, uh, for all you young folks out there who don't know anything about domestic beer, Miller Lite. Uh, you can find it literally anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. So, you young folks that have had nothing but craft beer, go get you a Miller Lite. Right. You know, uh, crack that baby and take it straight from the can. <laughs> That's the American way. Yeah, that's right, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, guys. Cheers. Um, let's talk about what you guys been doing lately. Sure. What's been up with y'all? Y'all have been... Uh, Pretty much everywhere. Got a whole lot going on. So yeah. uh, I'm going to turn it over to y'all and uh, tell me and the audience sure. what y'all have been up to. And first, Chris, thanks for having us, man. You know, we've been trying to make this happen for a little bit. Yes, sir. We appreciate you setting it up and, and doing all that and talking to us. Because um, it's kind of fresh for us as a band that, you know, people would uh, even be interested to hear about it and everything. So that's that's exciting for us. So thanks, man. Oh, you're us. welcome. Yeah. Anytime, guys. Yeah. Um, we're... we're gonna be uh this one's gonna be a little bit different than 
what I normally do based on um, what you guys mm-hmm. got going right now, um, what's new with y'all. So mm-hmm. I just want to get out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that beat's going to end up in one of our beers. That's yeah, right. So I think you could hear, hear the buzz on the mic. Yeah, it could be two bees with a band mm-hmm. if I'm not That's there. Right. So, <laughs> That's right. Um, so you guys tell me what... What's been happening, man? Y'all, yeah. y'all just out there doing it. Thank <laughs> you, Joshua. You want to start? Yeah. Well, um, uh, recently this year, um, we have spent the better part practicing and getting ready for um, just a, a probably today our best year of live music. Mm-hmm. You know, we've really prepared ourselves for different types of settings of playing live music like we've been we've been really fortunate to play um with so far sounds and and hitting up some some spots in atlanta and just different parts around and and and, uh, and also locally has been kind of our biggest push yeah. um as of recently you know lucky enough and i'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit further but just recently we just wrapped up our first residency at the bowery vault Right. Um, which has been, you know, which was just a really big honor for us. And, uh, you know, Brian and I literally met there. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 And so in 2019, um, we were both open micing. I mean, I, that was a year straight of just a, I would play as many open mics as possible, trying to um, get used to playing my own music because for most of my life it was playing for other people and uh but so the bowery vault became my kind of my home base because it it felt the most comfortable for uh the weirdos i guess i'd say you know there's a lot of great venues in nashville of course for songwriters and for songwriting rounds and it felt like a place where every week i'd see somebody or meet somebody that was doing something unique and different and then one week i get there and uh there's this young dude screaming his heart out and these emo heart crushing songs uh, almost to the point where people's reaction were like oh my god is he okay <laughs> and nice. not not almost to the point it was definitely to that point and but i was uh i was really impressed i loved it and um and i think he liked my music too i'm not sure but <laughs> no <laughs> but I, we, we got I to chat and, and, and that's, that's why we couldn't and it was right away you know not. It was uh, definitely, um, you know, a friendship right away, which is cool. And then we started writing, and that was 2019. But back to, you know, fast forward to 2023, um, to be able to have a venue that supports you and, you know, likes what you're doing enough to say, like, hey, why don't you play here every week with the great Caitlin Hayes as well. She shared um, that residency with us. So, um, yeah, it was a special month with that. But like Joshua was saying, this last i guess four months now to be playing live uh at least once a week sometimes a couple times a week i feel like that has elevated it's been what's needed to like kind of make or, or break the band it's like what right. you know what 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 do you guys do when you're put in front of people consistently can you consistently give a a good show uh no matter if it's a you know a smaller room or a bigger room and i think we've proved that yeah and i love that (laughs) to view it as a litmus test like we were i guess in i was subconsciously definitely well not subconscious i would say like i was i guess i'm glad it turned out to prove um the validity of you know 
our friendship and the band's you know chemistry to 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 to, to last through playing a little bit of a hectic schedule yeah and um and yet just because we've been really due to the pandemic essentially a studio band yeah um mainly just because of the not the we just didn't have the opportunity to tour very much and, and play out very much yeah for two years it was that. just joshua and i in a room uh bullshitting some you know drinking too much and writing and recording and it was great it was a fun two years but uh and i'm really thankful for it i think it built a, a good foundation of writing and um some solid material but man uh, this past four months has been the best times and I just feel like there's been so much that's happened. Like, uh, and Christmas, I feel like I'm just going to collapse and be like, whoa. <laughs> and like, look, look back on the last four months. And uh, we have done a lot. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful for it, though. Uh, but yeah, with the, the Bowery residency, we can kind of hang on that. Because I, I think I mentioned to you, Joshua, that my like biggest takeaway from it was, or not one of the takeaways, was playing to a room. And learning that in a a new way, because, you know, we we definitely... What's up, buddy? And that is our... Guard dog mocha. Mocha. He's uh, trying to bounce somebody Mm -hmm. out who's... uh, About... A hundred yards away. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Keeping them a, at a safe distance. Yeah, yeah. She's but, uh, watching over the equipment, right? <laughs> but yeah, I've, I'm taking my time saying that, uh, you know, one week with the, the residency, there's just like a few people there, uh, you know, the other artists that are playing, and you learn how to play in that setting. You might want to kind of lean back, sit down while you're playing, and, and, and be a little bit more chill than like rock out mode. Right. And, and then the next week, um, you know, and since the Bowery is a smaller room, so once you get like 30 people in there, it feels like you're playing to a packed out nice. house. <laughs> and um, so that night, then it's like you stand up, you play a little bit louder, you lean in a little bit more. Maybe there's some ripping guitar stuff, you know, at least our version of ripping guitar. And um, Which is ripping guitar. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so that's that was a great uh new level of learning playing to the room is I think that's really important for any artist to kind of understand um you know maybe maybe some people they kind of do the same thing every time it's cool but I think for our style of music you want to make sure that you're playing dynamically to the the setting that you're in and the people that are there so I think we yeah. learned that in a big way yeah well, I, I want to ask you in the process of doing that and doing it over and over and over um, do you feel like you learn something new about yourself? Not necessarily, um, I guess what I'm asking is you now know that you can do it repeatedly. You now know, mm-hmm. uh, you said you leaned in on it a little bit more, you know, did you find out something new about yourself and about the band collectively? Mm. After you sat back and said, you know, I think we killed it. I think we, you know, the crowd got into it. I feel like maybe I sang a little bit better than the last time. I feel like maybe my timing, you know, how how do do you feel that you grew from the residency? Yeah, I I think, uh, yeah, I think, well, I think the, uh, the coolest part about it was the 
playing so consistently, uh, we had to adjust to how the other person lived that day prior to the moment we got on stage. Okay. So uh, what I mean by that is one day, you know, I might come in a little frustrated from a day of work or, you know, from just a normal, you know, day of, of things and we have to go up there and perform consistently. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has been just because our yep. band relies so hard. We're, I would, we're definitely not a jam band, but we have moments of extreme jam. Mm -hmm. right. And, and that, that is that engine is run purely on chemistry mm. and and uh, the connection between us and also mood. So um, you know, having one of us come in with whether that be a, a, you know an off mood or yeah. uh, or even just in unequal moods um, or unequal moods moods. I definitely I just I think that that has been the coolest thing to learn is is i think no matter what the setting is no matter how you know miserable or mm -hmm. sad or uncomfortable one of us is we can still be consistent yeah i i felt that too man i think we talked about that um and I, i'm i am thankful for that too because that is i guess you could say that's being professional like you right. know you're gonna show up you know no matter what you know where your state's at and there's definitely there's one week where i told you beforehand in the you know in the green room if you can call it that there where i was like I i'm not doing okay today yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and but we still you know you, you just take a breather and then i mean every time we play live like once we get to it i'm having you know that's that's my favorite place to be right <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah. I'm having the time of my life when we're getting to perform the music that we wrote that we worked out that we want to play in front of people and you know that is always going to snap me out of wherever I'm at, whether it's a high mood or a low mood. I'm going to be, that's the most present that I'm, that I am. Yeah. Is, it, is playing our music. And so, yes, it, it was a lesson learned in, uh, you know, showing up every time. But at the same time, for me, I'm, I can't imagine not showing up because it's such a, uh, an elevated state of, and, you know, this is a city where, <laughs> You know, hundreds of musicians experience this, but I do think the unique thing of performing your own music is you're going to be so like you're going to demand presence if you are emotionally connected to the songs. Yeah. And I think most writers have at least somewhat of an emotional uh, connection to their music, uh, no matter how like cool they're playing it or not. You know, I'm always uh, I, I feel extremely emotionally present to the point that uh after after every time we play i always like turn to josh and i'm like oh that's amazing right and and it's it's because i'm just emotionally having a moment it it can vary and it's uh you know execution but i'm always like pretty ecstatic afterwards just because of the opportunity yeah but i also think that's the moral of this mm. year for us um is you know this ability to adapt to the changing of of all of our personal lives especially now that we have a third member of our band john mm -hmm. heim who's not here right now you know that this is like having three personalities i think what was what was kind of nice about the pandemic and being a studio band i don't want to harp on the pandemic too much it's a buzzkill <laughs> but was that you know if we were all in the same boat like we couldn't do yeah. anything but be with each other 
um, really too much. We were just super yeah. limited. And now that we have lives and relate other relationships and jobs and different things going on, you know, ha- you know, coming together and 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 making this work while life is is you know inconsistent mm-hmm. for all three of us has been i think a, a really great thing mocha wait, wait, i keep calling calling her mocha mocha, it it mocha. mocha. okay mocha. Yeah. i was like so now we all I'll, I'll never we have a retriever a beautiful retriever that's walking by and mocha's not having it that's right oh, he's yeah, jealous she's, she's uh, jealous she's keeping everything <laughs> come on mocha they're cute yeah. what yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's circle back. I have mm-hmm. a question about um, the passion in your mm-hmm. music. Um, every time I listen to you guys play, um, it it's there is a passion there, and that I know every artist out there, everybody's going to say, "Oh, everybody's passionate about their music." Well, mm-hmm. you guys write your music. You write every aspect mm-hmm. of each one of your songs do you think because you do that that there's going to be more of a passion in your performing because it's every every note you play every word you sing everything that is being projected to the audience is from you it's not a bunch of you know, folks sitting around in a room writing a song yeah. and then they pitch it and you guys are like, man, I sung it. I felt it. It's cool. Let's yep. take it. And, yeah. you know, because so many mainstream artists out there don't even, they have no uh, influence in mm. the songs mm-hmm. they sing. Uh, yeah. They have managers. They have, you know, sure. and they are passionate about the songs yeah but it's not as passionate as you guys are so do you think i think i have an analogy for why Mm -hmm. um for live i think there's this uh my dad actually owns this analogy so i give it to him is is a salesman when a car salesman when they're first learning to sell cars is like you have to when you're selling uh, a car or or something uh, i'm paraphrasing dad um (laughs) You know, you, you're supposed to you're supposed to sell it as if you care or love the, the product that you're selling, or you really can't sell it. Right. And and lucky for us, like the love and care is is already there because we wrote it. It comes from us. It comes from actually deep within us. I'm not a very spiritual person, but I I feel like it, where my spirituality lies is where the song is coming from. Yeah. Okay. So that that is why it's so easy for us to. Mm you know, turn that on live. Yeah. And, and, and you know, yeah. Well, uh, and so your, your question though, Chris is like, it, you, you say you can hear, uh, a passion in the songs and everything. And is that because like they're strictly inspired by our ourselves and that there's nobody else that's like kind of written them for us. Or, or I just want to make sure that I was hearing the yeah, question. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. What up? What I'm mm. asking is that, mm. And mm-hmm. that that's, I guess, a question I'm going to ask everyone because yeah. everybody can say, oh, I'm passionate about this song or this album or, you know, whatever the case may be. And they can just kind of say it, um, you know, 
because it's uh, something they should say. You yeah. know, every mm. consumer of music wants to hear their favorite artist say, oh, I'm passionate about this song. Uh-huh. Therefore, the consumer says, you know what, that's that's my favorite song on your new album mm. or whatever the case is. But, you know, who truly is passionate? You mm. know, you guys, everything that is recorded came from y'all yeah i mean you know so like you were saying earlier you know you can have a bad day and you know you're not feeling it things it's just it you want to go home and go to bed but you can't you gotta get up there on that stage you got people you know out in front of you the audience you got family members off to the side of the stage you got bandmates everybody is saying you know what man we have got to get up here yeah and do we have to you know and like you were saying you have a bad day things aren't going well but you get up there in front of the mic yeah y'all start playing your mood changes and you go to your happy place yeah. for lack of a better term yes and definitely is. your your emotions and everything just kind of brightens you yeah. know and i think that's passion yeah. You know, when somebody can get up there, somebody can say, you know what, I was having a crap day and I started singing, everything turned around. Yeah. And it's just now I'm buzzing with, <laughs> yeah. That's passion. Yeah. That's, I think that, so. That's what I think, you know, and For from sure. the way you were describing it, that I think that that's, you know what you're saying is that it, it just the the music the songs yeah the environment bring a new energy for a sure healing energy of sorts i would so, hope so <laughs> i would hope it's a healing energy that would be ideal <laughs> right <laughs> yes yeah for sure it is yeah. for us and 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 i do care about people listening to it but but that is why brian and i are still doing it you know we're not teenagers why we're still doing it is because it does have healing properties for both of us. Yeah, right. I would say so, man. I think that, I mean, there's a lot of reasons that I, sure, and I still do music, but that is absolutely one of them is it's a vehicle of therapy, if you will. Um, but there are a few, I think, Chris, you know, for songs that you're mentioning where you can hear something special, maybe, I, I do think there are a handful of songs that Joshua and I have written where, um, you know, we call all of the toy dinosaur songs uh, 50, 50. So even if I, uh, pretty much, or if Joshua pretty much has a whole song written and I just kind of add a few elements, we still call it 50, 50, but there are a few songs where I can't remember which lyric I wrote or which lyric Joshua wrote or which part I came up with and vice versa. And those are really special to me is when we record them, when we bring in other musicians on them, like it very much feels like um you know a joint effort that created something special that neither of us could have done on our own and then when we get to perform them i feel like those are the most impactful moments because it's it's you know i'm just talking like so vaguely about a band like obviously that's what a band does but i think that's what um that's what my favorite bands have done where you can tell that there is uh 
mind meld happening then that comes with like serious effort i I think it's the total myth when it's like they just got into a room and it was magic like (laughs) that's that is an artistic myth i don't i actually don't think that like rarely ever happens like it's effort but it's also two people being really honest with themselves like i think josh and i've learned how to be uh vulnerable <laughs> with each other obviously we're, we're we're good friends but with the music um for i think for something special to happen in music whether it's a fun song or a heartbreak uh there's got to be some vulnerability there um i'm go- i'm and to as an example I'm, i know I'm, I'm going off the rails here a little bit but when we uh when we write together there is a period where when we'd write lyrics we would be like okay we have this part we recorded let's write the second verse infamously hard for a second verse and we'd be like sitting in front of each other and then actually what we would do is we'd put a timer on for like 10 or 15 minutes and then we'd go into separate rooms write the lyric timer goes off no matter what you have like you have to have something (laughs) and then we'd get together and kind of like puzzle piece those uh lyrics that we wrote separately in different rooms and then we puzzle them together and yeah, again, those are my some of my favorite lyrics to still because we now over the last four months, some of these songs we've sung so many times, but those can still have uh, layers to it that you find every time. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know what I was getting at there other than well, no, there's that, there's process I think in that. I don't know. That, there's process. In that, yeah. that actually, I've I've never I've never thought about that. You said you go into separate rooms, you have a timer. And once that timer goes off, it, I mean, it's game on. Yeah, you better have something to show. Well, there's a lot of people (laughs) around town, and I've been subject to some of these rights, and I do not have a problem with co-rights. They don't usually work for me, and they don't usually work for Brian either. Mm -mm. And some two people sometimes, you know, especially in Nashville, they're able to sit down and toss ideas back and forth from each other. And you could call that a lack of vulnerability on maybe my side, but it is extremely hard for me to get a cohesive idea down that tastes good. <laughs> um, you know, tasty idea. A tasty well, idea. Is, <laughs> that to me is so unique <clears throat> that you have, that you separate from each other. You put it down on paper or mm. record it on your phone, however you do it, and then you come together and it's kind of like, it's like brand new. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, it, and y'all toss around what you've, you mm-hmm. know, uh, your ideas, and then you bring something together. That is a unique way oh, cool. of writing yeah, a kinda, song. Kind of didn't even think I, about I, it. Of course, yeah. I've never written a song, so I have no idea, but yeah. you hear of so many people, and I, you know, y'all, y'all have friends. I have friends who are writers, musicians. You know, it's like, oh, I got a, can you cover for me at work cause I have a writing session tomorrow and you know, six people jump in a room for four hours and kick around this, that, and the other. And two days later they got a song, mm-hmm. but you know, how, how many hours did they sit in there as a group, you know, bar the door. We're not leaving till we have a song, mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that. That does happen. And that, seems to be a quote-unquote normal mm-hmm. way to write a song. Sure. But, Seemingly in this 
in this city at least. Right. The city it does yeah, in this day and age, a, really, rather. There's definitely tropes to, and a trope sounds like a negative way to put it, but yeah, we've Joshua and I have both been at least outsiders looking into how people operate in the songwriting culture that is in Nashville, which is cool. It's fine. I've just I've never been attracted to it. What I've always wanted is a band and uh, toy dinosaurs. Uh, I got very lucky to meet Joshua and now John, our drummer too, who's a good, he's a good writer as well. But um, yeah, so with uh, your um, insight into it being seemingly a unique way, but also like we don't, there's, we go through seasons where we write in a, in different ways. Every other song I feel like is written in a kind of a different way. Like we don't have any sort of set, uh, you know, a set of rules into what they get across. It's just fortunately it's been consistent uh, I think one thing that's been consistent for me since 2019 <laughs> is I always want to impress Joshua with something. I always want to turn him on with some some part, and that is a serious drive because, I mean, this is going to sound corny, but uh, Joshua is, you know, one of my favorite musicians, and I get to play in a band with one of my favorite musicians, and that, that might sound lame, but uh, it is a great vehicle to be like, okay, I got it. I want to show up with something that's going to impress him. And then that's going to push him to it's it's almost a little competitive mode because that's I know that's going to push him to be like, OK, I, I got to show up with something cool, too. So I think that that uh, yeah, that that creates some of our, our good, good stuff. Yeah, I do like that a lot. <laughs> I do like the back. Do you and agree forth. with that? Yeah, is that, is that? I think I do. Yeah, yeah I think. I do. Or, or have you experienced that? with? Um, I definitely the 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 idea of like wanting to impress yes, like I come. Too. I definitely come from a background of non-musicians, so um, I think I think I, I've I've definitely so everything I did musically was impressing, yeah, impressive, yeah. and it was total a flip for me, man. My dad's right. a, a, a fantastic guitarist, a great songwriter, and um, man, I I I think it's just been now at the age of thirty-four that I've done something that's impressed him. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> no, but, he just today, uh, he, he's a tough love type. He just hasn't let off. I'm sure he's been wildly impressed with his son. <laughs> I think he has. He's, he's definitely said that to me. Yeah, but, yeah, but sorry, Josh. But no, but yeah, you're good. Yeah, but that that's that. Yeah, so that I would definitely say like I do love that feeling of of bringing a song that I think is going to not only impress you but also going to be good. Now I think it's changed though. Like I think it's yeah. changed to where I feel like I already know how to. I think I've discovered the code and like how <laughs> no. to impress you and other people in my life. Now okay. I feel like in the in in, in some yeah. on, on our in which we're about to talk about is our new album yeah. that has just come yeah. out. But yeah. some of these things on the new album are even things where Brian I feel like has shown me in 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 a way that's like he probably like there's a song called Harsh Relief on there that I love dearly that I don't that he, when he brought it to me was not trying to impress he was almost mm. like a placeholder for something and yes. I can't remember how he brought it up either way it's it was very impressive I didn't believe in the song at all right. I didn't think it was good Yeah yeah but he's brought it to me and and I and I absolutely adore it and um it's one of my favorites on the album It's it's so cool how that that's another <laughs> reason why it is great working with somebody cuz like I put this song down harsh relief or at least the foundation of it and i liked the vibe of it but i didn't think it was good and joshua so surprised like oh my god and, you know had this big reaction to it so i was like well let's see it through and now um that song was featured on a short film that just released a month or so ago uh called lips like fire uh, they placed it as the the credits um, and and okay. it kind of like wrapped up the whole theme of this short film that I scored 
that fortunately also had the toy dinosaur track on it. Um, you know, that B is loud, yes. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, so it's cool to see, you know, this is the fun thing with doing music. Like you don't, you don't really know where things can go. Like this song that I thought was an okay idea that I just was having fun putting down. Uh, now, you know, it was a song that's on our record that was also featured on a short film that, um, you know, was released this past month. So, yeah, cool. I think, I think it's just important to remember that none of your favorite musicians are getting their songs from where you think they are, whether they're written or they're written mm. from someone else from, by someone else. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a new and natural and spiritual, um, exploration and journey so every single this time fresh <laughs> well when we're talking about like actual i don't think talk about it very yeah. much it's no. it's almost a mystery to me right? yeah, so yeah, it's it fun is. to and pontificate like, is, about i i am a i'm i'm obsessive with reading and uh you know learning about my favorite musicians right. i've read so it's it is a it's a it's a serious obsession of of mine is i i think about music all day every day it really is that's that's my life but I so when I read like songwriters, the cons Mocha, what the <laughs> hell, Mocha? No, I'm trying to pontificate over God, here. We're pontificating um, here. Uh, Way to um, break it up. But um, yeah, so the consistent thread, whether it's like Paul Simon or Rob Zombie, like they all have said, like these are two artists that are wildly different, and they all talk about the mystery and how mysterious it is in finding because like when they get seriously earnestly asked about their songs like it is humble when at least in songs all right mocha will let you have your moment mocha's not digging the truck but um um but um i, th I think that when you are seriously asked about your songs and you want to give a serious response yes you have to acknowledge that like man there is something that i can't take credit for like i or at least i don't want to because it's it's special to me and now people are you know actually listening to them and that's that's when like a gratitude comes in that you're like it has to have come from i don't know what place or what the inspiration is but at least calling it something mysterious i think is is appropriate um because that that yeah, is, one well, thing about yeah, mystery, though, yes. is and I really want you to finish your point. But no, no, the no, one no, thing about so mystery I'm, is off the rails. You good. <laughs> to also to any musicians out there is especially early on and trying to figure out what the mystery. Yeah. Th screw mystery. Like uh -huh. you really need to let go of mystery yes. in order to write yeah, the song. That's that. that but is, but yeah. there. Is, but we're saying you know for people, especially people who are non musicians, non songwriters, like it does come from a very spiritual and mysterious place. Yeah. And but, I think when Josh think, was saying spiritual, because like you said, uh, it's funny. I've heard you say spiritual today more than probably ever. Two, two, two I don't years. know where I. But uh, so that to find it's it's um, <clears throat> allowing space or or at least acknowledging that when you look back on a handful of songs like our album, there you're like I, I have to give credit to something that would move me to even want to do this or to emote through song and when you listen back and especially if you're proud of it you i think you feel an acknowledgement like you know some people would call it god i wouldn't i'm not sure what i would call it <laughs> but i'm open to saying like i'm i'm thankful for the the kind of the winds of inspiration if you will that came nice. through nice. yeah i i genuinely i think people get uh, musicians and artists do get addicted to that part of it too is that 
when there have been modes where Josh and I will pump out a ton of music and we will just be firing on all cylinders. Right. And but it, to to his point, like it comes from showing up. Like you, we don't rely on that. Like we will still write. We will still we're rehearsing today on an off day. Yeah, we're you know we're going to be talking about plans of writing we're going to be scheduling them in our calendar and we're going to show up at 6 p.m on a tuesday as a band and we're going to work on stuff and with a goal of an of a release date you know and so these are all like the boring practical things to actually make these things happen as an artist or a band that you you have to do if you want if you want a catalog if you want the opportunity to play your music live especially in a competitive city like nashville like you just gotta show up and you can't rely on on a you know inspiration or getting high and in hoping something happens not that there's anything wrong with getting high and making music but <laughs> right. but i'm just saying that if you rely on that i don't think it's 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 gonna happen maybe it does and somebody's yeah, you gotta like search You're for that mystery. <laughs> you, got, you gotta rub the, you gotta rub the, rub the lamp and try and get the genie yeah. i think that's like you have to hustle a little bit you know i think that i think that yeah. we just we just listed a few different modes of how we write songs it's different every single time. It really is. You just it, have to figure it and out this, for yourself. I am so excited for the next batch because it's going to be so, I feel like it's going to be so different. So different. I mean, the songs probably won't be too different, but I definitely think like the style of music, mm -hmm. but I think the approach would be different. I, yeah. Now that we have a John, third member. And third John, member. And yeah. I think we're really good now too of like, I, I can't remember ever really being offended with like when I bring an idea and you're like, that's good. That's not. I think that that keeps us really efficient too that i feel really lucky i feel like i, I think we should start offending each other yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel yeah i mean we're, we're, we're we, we rip into each other often so i feel like that's <laughs> it's like gonna be very hard to offend each other but i do feel really lucky too that between joshua and now john on drums and everything and john's just not he's not just a drummer he is a writer and a creative and um there's not i and maybe this is a dangerous thing to say yourself, but I just don't feel like there's a, a lot of big egos in the room. And so that really keeps it efficient too. Cause as soon as you have somebody that gets butt hurt because you're like, Hey, that part's not working, then you're going to, it's going to get derailed yeah. <laughs> from just being productive. Yeah, like nobody that. means no, uh, to be an asshole in any, any context that we're in. And it just keeps it, keeps it flowing anyways. <laughs> wow. Well, um, Speaking of writing and having a third member in the band, you guys uh, just came out with an album, mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the things I really wanted to touch on. Um, you know, you're, you've we y'all have discussed uh, writing and the way you do. Watch things. the B there, Chris. So, um, <laughs> sorry. Apparently, the B wants to be on the mic a yep. little bit more than I do. Um, <laughs> Tell me about the new album. Tell sure. me about um, how you feel now that the work uh, is out there, uh, all the, you know, the behind the scenes stuff, mm. uh, making the album, writing the songs, the hard work you put in, the endless hours, endless days, you know, the endless weeks of mm. um, just putting everything on an album yeah you know um you know tell me about the album itself uh your favorite song um, sure. maybe a a memory that um you know 
jumps out when you're like, oh, well, the this song, when we recorded it and I heard the the final production of the song, it was just like, man, yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, there's got to be, you got to have, you know, a million yeah. different stories. There really are. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot. That went in. I mean, this has been an album two years plus in the making. Joshua, why don't you go for it? Because I, I want to yeah. talk so bad. I want to just talk. I'm, I'm on a talk mode, but I mean, so I mean I'm on a talk first. mode too. When are we not on a talk mode? <laughs> Dude, I well, talk so much, it sucks. <laughs> all we both talk so much. People in our life, I, even... every other artist that I admire, they don't say they're so um, enigmatic and they're mysterious. And I'm over. I just like I let. I want to talk about secrets. Bag, I, yeah, I know. I, we, I both can't of us. Help it. And with like Chris asking, like, sure. tell me memories and everything with. I'm like, let me. I, if you, you give me five ask, hours, like, it's just like, yeah, I, do you have I will go. So you go first. You have all night. Well, yeah. He <laughs> wants me to go first so I can cut it short so he can talk. That's what <laughs> Dude, he means. It's manipulation. It's what, he means. <laughs> what he means. But Dude, but I'm we just probably gonna... subtly gaslight and manipulate each other so much now with how no. much. No, we don't think. We don't. We don't. Things. We don't gaslight each other or subtly. But we probably <laughs> there probably is some subconscious probably, manipulation yes, that that, that is like some wordplay so that we can get our own time in. Yes. Yeah. That's probably, no, but but okay. you know, right, for no, the go, sake I, of the I'm album, what you're, you, yeah, I, yeah. the reason I, I was looking forward to this because I wanted to hear. Hell yeah! I, I actually genuinely like. I'm joking about talking and everything. I wanted to hear your response. Well, we don't talk about the album very much. Like we don't we don't yes. talk about it because because it's been done for so long. Yes. We're, we're done talking about it. But but the point. But but now that we're playing songs, playing these songs live. Like I find myself talking about it again. Of course, we don't talk about it with each other too much, because we've we get enough of it. But, but for the sake of those who haven't listened to it yet, the album is called Grips of Fall. Our band is called Toy Dinosaur. We've worked on this for two years. It is the full roller coaster of emotion <laughs> that I've experienced sell personally. It. Sell it um, for the last two years, <laughs> and um, and so yeah, I I, I, I think that the process of this album made me feel like it made me feel it makes me feel like i've i've completed that project that everyone is supposed to complete once in their life it feels like you're wow. supposed to you're supposed to go through something that is hard takes a long time is grueling is full of ups and downs financial relational and but with also keeping a consistent theme i think okay. the most important thing to note is is this is probably well i think this is one of our more consistent feeling albums maybe not not based on genre but based on emotion mm. i do think that this is that there is a clear there's a clear message does flow surprisingly surprisingly it's <laughs> unintentional yeah you know our 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 freshman album our first album <laughs> who says that our, our first al <laughs> our first album our first album was a mocha where there's there's gonna be more dogs mocha we're mocha. just gonna have to work with it <laughs> no you're good you're good we're, you're good, we're, you're we're, good. it's totally fine yeah, if good. I was listening to a podcast and there's a yappy dog, I wouldn't be like, I'm going to stop listening. I think also I might stop listening if I heard myself, but I wouldn't stop listening. <laughs> I also I wouldn't stop listening. I also think that the barking. tech guy, whoever the tech guy is, is he can't edit no, that out, dude. Absolutely, he can turn it down. <laughs> no. Absolutely, he can take the frequency. What, down, I, what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is like, I think that time. it's louder for us than it is for the listeners. What I'm trying to say. Yeah, listener deal. Okay, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, it's, dude? Uh, it's that uh, that the album. Yeah. The album. 
Um, the album is is out now. It's called Grips of Fall. Um, all yep. of our best friends yeah. um, helped us make it. Yep. And and it is our uh, you know we have a, an incredible audio engineer that we're gonna see later today that's one of turned out to be one of our very close friends, yep. and we have a lot of people that have supported um, the project, especially you know not playing live too often until now. I think there's a lot of people in our lives that we care about that have. Uh, been curious of what Brian and I have been doing with the door shut in the studio. Yeah. And I'm sure they're all relieved to know that it really is music. <laughs> Dude, that was unintentionally funny. Um, okay. Did, did you have any more? Cause I, I'm, but I mean, I could, I'm yeah. going to let you go so I can cut you off. Okay, cool, cool. No, that's cool, man. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear dude, that you feel uh, really proud of it in that way. And that, that I, it is neat to hear you say i haven't thought about it like that that everybody should have maybe not should but it's great if somebody has in their life a project that they like poured themselves into and they challenge themselves to do it and then you see the no matter what that is doesn't have to be an album and then you see the finished product and then you get to share it with people um I don't I, I don't know where I start other than i i think i'll start on an egotistical note is that i'm just glad people are listening to be honest I, and I don't think a lot of artists are, they say that, but if you're going to be real with yourself, like most people that play music, or at least that continue to play music, they hope that people listen to them and, uh, to see people that are actually kind of checking it out and, and listening, not in a big, not in any, any huge way, but at least consistently. And that to me is part of the reason that, that is one of the biggest reasons that I do this. I think we do this is that we want to grow an audience. We want people to hear it out. And, um, so to have some people listen to some of these songs, that's been a thrill. Uh, one of my big reactions and takeaways from it. (laughs) What's going on, Chris? I see it has found a way to put her front leg. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta gotta help her out then. Yeah. yeah. Gotta help her out. We'll take a break. I'll, uh, I'll pause my, we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Two beers with the band takes an audio break for Chris to help his dog not get tangled in her little doggy jacket. All right, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Okay, so the but one one part of your question, Chris, was like, what's like some memories of making it and everything? Yeah, and some of my favorite um, moments making it. Uh, so we, we started really working, you know, Joshua mentioned Alan is his name, engineer slash mixing engineer on the, on the record. I loved the moments where we were really going back and forth mixing with him and, you know, we could, at least I, I felt like we had some, uh, special moments that were, that Alan was making just sound great that without him these songs would not sound like the way they do. Uh, he kind of leveled up in his input and his creativity with mixing. Um, so, you know, being able to work with him so closely and him put in, I mean, this dude put in so many hours. This is an Alan Fine shout out yes. for any local musicians, especially um, in the indie rock, would you yeah. say? World? Yeah, and, and he, he, he does he's everything. Doing, uh, yeah, he's he's done he's done pop records now. He's done jazz, um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of indie music. So um, 
yeah, sweet. It's incredible yeah. mixing engineer. I would definitely it, give him a call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and it's cool to grow with somebody too. You know, we mixed most most of this record in his bedroom studio, um, but then now we have a meeting with him this afternoon in his barn studio. You know, he was able to. Okay. He's been able to grow his career, and we've been able to kind of over the last couple of years, you know grow with people around us but back to the the record uh, you know joshua mentioned some of our closest friends uh unlike our you know first batch of songs this record i feel like a lot of people came together um you know we had jesse strauss on vibraphone percussion we had multiple different live drummers we had ray duncan fantastic artist in her own right doing background vocals in some songs and yeah just a lot of people or uh involved in it as well that makes it you know bigger than just ourselves <laughs> uh and and make it exciting because then when you when you hear the songs uh when you play the songs out and and when you listen to them you hear uh, you know a bunch of people coming together making it making it special so i love that part of it too made it exciting <laughs> yeah i'll throw in a quick memory i think that um actually no i, I don't think i will <laughs> okay. I'm gonna pass out. I'm dude, gonna pass. No, but I, 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 you had you said you gave like a bunch of uh, questions. I, I would love to maybe revisit some of them. I wanted to ask. I had a couple answers. To some. What were, what were some of the things you were asking? Uh, as far as what album I album things. I think. I mean, I, it's um, it we you know. There's only so many different ways I could probably say that this album just means a lot to Brian and I. <laughs> no, yeah. but but in a, in a genuine sense, like the album means a lot to us. We put everything we have into it. It's out now. We're playing shows. We're so Doing happy to. Thing. We're so happy to be dinosaurs, especially <laughs> yeah. especially toy. I, you know, it's cool. I do. So there's a song called "Anyway" on there, and um, oh yeah, yeah. So you're you mentioned like, do you have a favorite track or anything? I don't have a favorite track on on it per se. You know, I love them all equally in their own right, and I do. It's it. I I hear each track for what they are, but anyways, uh, that. I feel like was a level up, I would say, for our songwriting and for it's definitely a unique process. That's yeah. for sure. Um, so that like there there are songs now that we've been doing this long enough where I can kind of pinpoint and say like, okay, that that's a turning point in our band of like execution and writing. Uh, at least for me, you know, somebody else might think it's boring or whatever. Um, and then it was cool in July. You know, we're we're in the middle of just like playing a ton of shows. We put out that song as a single and um, Lightning 100 picked it as their pick of the week in right. July. So right. congratulations. Th thank you. That was cool because it's um, Lightning. I mean, I've been a fan of the station since 2015 when I moved here. So, of course, to hear your song on, on the radio is still exciting. You know, it's changed now with the music industry. Like 20, 30 years ago, if your song was on the radio, you were killing. That meant you. Right. That meant you were majorly successful. Right. That does not mean that anymore. But what it does mean is that people are listening. They want to share it. Lightning One Hundred is an incredible station, and not just a radio station. They're involved with some of the biggest festivals in Tennessee, and some of the you know the best venues in town. So to be you know kind of accepted by them was, I felt uh, very um, grateful for it. I'm grateful they play our music. But but it was cool with that song specifically. Anyway, I was very happy that they were uh, playing the song that I kind of felt like was a again a an an evolution for us, if you will. <laughs> well, I, mm. 
the first time I heard your song on the radio, I'd already heard it um, off the album, but to hear it on the radio, it just, it made me feel proud for y'all. Oh, cool. I just, Thanks, I was thank like, you. man, this is so cool. It, there, There's so many people hearing this song right now. Yeah. You know, it's not, that is a special it's, feeling. it's not just me, you know, hearing it. It's, it's everybody who's listening to this station. Dude, everybody on 40, 40 East pulled over their car and said, who is this man? Right, right. You, it was just it was <laughs> epic. I should have filmed it. God. Here I go dropping the ball again. No, but, sorry. I interrupted. Yeah, Definitely. You should just, all it, get yeah. in your car, start driving, listen to Toy Dinosaur, and then film at the same <laughs> time. Right. Candid <laughs> reaction to such Let's go ahead and brilliance. schedule this. Yeah, everybody right. in Nashville. Uh, exactly. But sorry, you're saying, Chris. But it yeah. just it it made me proud for you guys because it's like you know I've I've talked to you several times, mm-hmm. um, you know, back and forth, back and forth, and you know you guys y'all have other things going in your lives besides music, sure. you know, and you put an album out, and how many people put an album out, and it's out there in the wild, but they 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 don't get airplay. They don't, you know, I mean, the album's out there. They're proud of it. It's it's just, maybe it's not marketed mm-hmm. um, very well, or, you know, it's just that artist doesn't get their props for the album. Sure. But when a song's played on the radio and the DJ before the song is played um, you know gives the band name and gives the name of the song and then once the song's over they play a few more songs and then they come back and give the band name again and Mm -hmm. the song you know and then the following two or three songs but it's just the repetition of hearing your name Mm -hmm hearing the song's name on the radio and how many you know new fans you've picked up just from the one you know the the one time they heard it on the radio they're just like oh man i gotta check these guys out yeah yeah well i just want to say i i think i think i can speak for both of us when i say i'm so grateful for that yeah and that We've You've played probably, it really cool over the last few months when they get played because I'll be like, "Hey, man, this is amazing." But like, I feel, yeah, cool. but I think my my yeah. a lot of my approach right now is I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, but I would be doing this regardless. Hell yeah! I'm so I think right. that's I'm, I think that's kind of where it is yes. for me nowadays. Like for when sure. I was younger, I think I would have, I would be like flipping the absolute f out like being like holy moly heck yeah or like having a having a low week and then being like kicking myself and it really wouldn't wasn't that long ago when i was but i feel like this year has really showed me like how precious my moments are with all my friends how grateful i am for the community of toy dinosaur Mm -hmm. and like that i would be doing this anyway like i would be doing this anyway whether we were getting airplay or people listening on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Like I just, I just love doing it. And then the mm. the residency showed me that. Like I would play every week. Yeah. I would play three times a week. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, I would do it. I just um even on my on my upset days. I would yeah, do that's, it. That's definitely the juice that uh I think is like what what can make something special. We both definitely share that. 
Uh, music's been my first love. I know that our our relationship with music is different. We've talked about that. It's interesting uh, that we've played so much of it together yeah. and it can look so different. But what is what is similar is that we both are like, this is what makes us happy. Well, it gives me also yeah. a little bit, a little <laughs> bit more. It sounds, it sounds so sentimental. God no, but it, I love but... it. And I love being yeah. sentimental because this is something yeah. that is sentimental. And, yeah. and and we play rock and roll music, but we are furthest thing from like, like yeah. heavier, like like rock. We're just like not yeah. like our 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 night that, of a, yeah. our night of partying is like a few beers watching like a comedy special or or like going for a long walk out in the dark. <laughs> like it just you know what I mean. Like yeah. that kind of thing. You know, definitely tickles. Yeah. Um, much more so but but really like I've had love hate relationship with music for so long and I just I know what makes me hate music is thinking too much about airplay yeah. this and that and and I know that I'm going to be a happier toy dinosaur member <laughs> when I'm not focused on anything but playing the music and making yeah. great music and trying yeah, to man. put it in front of somebody's face and then that's it, some yeah, real healthy is. stuff right there well, uh not focusing on the results people well, that's I right think yeah when you are so passionate about what you do um you know whether it be your full-time job uh your part-time job um a relationship with a loved one or music when you are invested so much into it it's gonna find its way where it needs to go yeah it's gonna find uh if it's music it'll find its way to the radio it'll find its way to the right crowd uh the right consumer the right mm -hmm. you know uh, uh music uh business mm -hmm. individual you know i mean if if the passion's there and the repetitive release mm. uh, being when you play the music, when you, you know, when you record, when you're, you know, just almost sitting around kind of tapping on the table humming, somebody is going to, what, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm uh, thinking about the lyrics for this song that we've been working on. Yeah. I think I have a new line. I think uh, maybe I'm gonna take it a different direction than, you know, people are like, oh, uh, you write music, you sing, you know, and you before you know it, you're sitting there having a conversation with a complete stranger about your music mm -hmm. and, you know, you're passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. think eventually, no matter what, that, uh, that work is going to be respected and appreciated. Yeah. You know, uh, you'll, you've got a song on the radio right now. If mm -hmm. you, you guys continue to focus on what you love and what you're doing, mm -hmm. I think more songs are going to find their way yeah. on the radio and that'll get, you know, uh, more copies of the album out there in people's hands, which you know. I wish it was literally in people's hands. I, I wish we, <laughs> if we could print this uh, on vinyl, I, I, we would. But unfortunately, it's going to be you know figuratively in people's hands only on on streaming services. Well, you know, on, on their phone. <laughs> yeah, their there phones we go. Are it's in, in their, their hands. There so you I go. Guess, you know, I it, stand corrected. <laughs> yep. It is in their yep. hands. All right. So not to harp on the radio thing, but the uh, we have another song that they did a pick of the weekend 
two weeks ago called Again and Again. That's from the the record. Yes. So last summer, summer 2022, I had a month. Do you remember? Where I was like obsessed with dance music for like a month. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I put down a foundation, I guess, whatever our version of a dance song is in the song Again and Again that's on Grips of Fall LP. Track seven, I believe, <laughs> or, or eight. Anyways, that does not matter. Um, I was really excited with it, and um, it's an example. The making of the song is an example of um, one of Josh's like, you know, magic powers with music. Is he's a melody machine. So if I have a good, you know, our version of a good idea down, Joshua in like, right off the bat can put down a great melody. Um, which is really, I mean, that is a special skill. Um, I feel like I've developed that, but I feel like that's a pretty natural skill for you. And with that song again, again, like right away, he had this awesome, like, help me see I'm not this all on my own. And I was like, dude, do that right now. <laughs> and uh, so he put that down really quick. And I've, I really love the song. And also, so what I was getting to with the radio thing, so when I made the beat to it, I tapped it to the Smashing Pumpkin song 1979, if you know that tune. Yes. Yeah, so I tapped tempo to that to keep a driving rhythm. And we'll say it's like 130 BPM. For a Toy Dinosaur song, it's probably the fastest song. And for all the nerds out there, we yeah. are a self-produced band. Yes, yeah, yeah, total everything. Totally self-produced. self-produced. By choice. By um, choice. So, so it's tapped to that tempo, right? It's the exact tempo as 1979. So it sounds totally different. The only thing that's similar is like there's maybe this like beat that's going on that's i i've i wanted to make something that would feel like when you're driving down the road like you're just jazzed and you want to drive faster right and um so they play it on i caught it uh, while i was driving i caught it on lightning 100 and the next song they played was 1979 after it i was like holy shit (laughs) so pretty cool yeah it was it was a cool moment and and i know we're i'm i'm on sentimental mode i don't give a can we curse yeah yeah, so i don't give a fuck i need to tell myself that whoa okay i can get sentiment is wrong with you (laughs) i I just said when i was a kid my first favorite band was the smashing pumpkins like that was the like my dad introduced me to you know an incredible amount of great music as a young child but i discovered the smashing pumpkins i was listening to siamese dream on cassette and also heard 1979 on the radio when I was in third grade and was like, this is, this is what I want to do <laughs> as a, as a kid. I know that I had that feeling of like, whatever's happening here, I want to do that. <laughs> so to hear it, you know, you know, 30 years later or something, uh, you know, next to that song was, it was, it was cool, man. It was, I don't, did I, did I tell you about that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah, love yeah. It. No, I love that. Though. Yeah, it, it was really special. So that all that all those little things kind of point back to what Josh was saying. Like, I I just do this because I love it, kind of thing. Yes, it is cool. People are listening to the songs and everything, but that points to like I've I just love the nerd moments of like the song with the same BPM is being played with this and has this meaning to me, and now this song has this meaning to me, like. That's just because you're obsessed with music, not yeah, because it, you want it to be heard by, you know, and make a a, a killing off the music. Well, I you think just, I think also like it just uh, having people listen to the stuff and, you know, it helps us book gigs. It helps us yes. be able to play it more. Like yes, I, so. you know, if 
if it wasn't being listened to and if it, yeah. and if it can and if we're, it, if we're it's learning not that then way. that means we're just going to be stuck in the studio just the two of us yes. you know playing around sure. with our toys but but with when people are listening to it when it's being played on the radio and we're invited to different things and you know we're able to do it more often which is obviously the goal yes it is and we've learned that I, I, in a new way like i already knew that like people in booking and uh promoters and all this like essentially now like it's it varies but especially for bigger venues um they're like what's your what's your instagram what's your streaming on spotify so our like <laughs> When people are listening to us, I have, <coughs> I have already seen that when our our streaming numbers are up, we actually get email responses. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, right. for sure, for sure. This past like few months, like we we actually get responses from booking people because all they they they'll take literally like ten seconds. Like, right, what's their streaming numbers? What's their Instagram? And they're like, all right, yeah, it looks like you're doing things. <laughs> so it's very like mindless like that, but but it does help. So so crazy for it, such an emotional, yes, exactly. emotional um, product. It's dealt in such an, a, a removed emotional Dude. way. And I, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're very aware of that in the industry side, but I just had a flashback memory. I interned at a studio that I, I won't name because I'm going to cast shade here, but I was, I came in and I was, this was like seven years ago and I was, I was all jazz cause I was interning at this studio that would pump out, um, you know, these big country artists, but I, I was, um, eager to work in, you know, a professional setting in music. So I was all eager and all this. And I wanted to bring in, my goal was to bring in like unique artists to this studio that had something to say. Right. And my, and I would every time I'd bring in somebody, you know, unfortunately those people they wouldn't have money, they wouldn't have, you know, management behind them, but they would have their art together. And every time my boss at the time would be like, "Dude, you have to stop bringing in these people. You need to bring in people that are have that have money behind them." And I'm like, "Well, why are we doing this then?" And he's like, "Brian, we make hamburgers here, and that's what we sell." And that's <laughs> like that are that that's people in this industry. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to go on some like moral uh, platform to say like what we do is art and it's better. I'm we need to be aware of that in order to or artists in general, like you got to be aware that people that are decision makers and that put these things out there and give you opportunities. A lot of times they just view this as money as opportunities do you can you bring in an audience can you bring in heads can you put butt in the seats kind of like mentality and i i hate that but it is if you want to play this game like that is part of it and so it's like sure if if we need to just get our streaming numbers up so we can book a damn show um i don't yeah sure fine <laughs> well, I, think, yeah. I think that is the disconnect in the industry that mm. people who are not uh you know, making their second, third, fourth album, first album. Um, you know, they, there are artists out there everywhere, all over the world, all over, you know, the United States who have songs, who can play multiple instruments, who just haven't, you know, they're like, oh, all I need to do is get to Nashville and everything's going to take off. Well, uh, no, not really, because you don't know how the industry works. Um, the people at the top, 
are business people. It's a business. And what do businesses have to do to be successful? Make money. And, (laughs) you know, they're, again, like you say, they're interested in making money. Pushing out product, baby. Right. You know, and there there are so many people out there that when they find that out, they're like. It is, is crushing. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just, crushing, no doubt. Joshua learned that way earlier than I did. You but, know, yeah. you, who are you to say mm. my music is not good? Or who are you? you know? Or what is good? Like, <laughs> like, the, that, like having that be the question is like, yeah. and that's where, that is where I kind of like some of the streaming services in which the algorithm is in mm-hmm. because you it is i guess it's in some way a democracy a little yeah. bit right now to where the algorithm only promotes your music if people like your music yeah and so that you yeah, know algorithm so that you don't have these big no huge major record labels mm-hmm. pushing songs that nobody likes but we're all you know we're all yeah. stuck listening to because we only have three stations to choose from in our hometown yeah because you know you have you have a lot more um agency right now as a listener um and as there are there are plenty of ups and downs to that. I don't want anybody to to take this oh, yeah, out yeah. of context. I do not love the current system, even with the algorithm and streaming things and how it's being paid, especially financially. But 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 for with if that's the if that's the philosophy, I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. Which I do think things are moving in that direction. Is what people are listening to is what's being played, and I, I do so. like that. Overall. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm not sure. I think so. I don't know either. Yeah, but I, I, I'd hope so. But that's what they. That's what it's. That's what's advertised as. Yeah. You know yeah, whether that's no actually doubt. what's happening, but I'm just yeah. pushing for that. That idea. I love that. Yeah. I'm. I've. I've become optimistic in a new way again because I, for a while, I would just like. You know, pre pretty cynical with the ability for an artist or a band to grow in our, in our day, um, you know given motorcycles <laughs> no, dirt bikes actually um but now uh, i look at it as you like you the, the word is agency like you can make these things happen if you put the the effort behind them like you you self-release you let's wait for the dirt bike round two like i said do you think these with these dynamic bikes i think we're all right yeah yeah all right. Heck yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just saying that I, I, I look at it as, yes. Now you do have. You don't need a gatekeeper to tell you you can or can't do this, and it's you know, that's always been the case in some ways, but it's been a lot harder in the past, in order to grassroots it and, you know, have an Elliot Smith career and just like have this grassroots following say that you're great and 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 make it happen that way. That was very. That was a lot harder. Now you're like, just fighting the saturation of the market. Like not yeah, to get too deep into it right now. All sure. the all these these things now. Now it's like we're not fighting the man as much as we are <laughs> trying to work together, not break people down while also beating those people we're trying to work with. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> to a, the finish line. You know, I know it's a. Whatever I try not. It's it's good to think of or talk about here because if anybody listens to it, you know, uh, musicians and artists like we're all in this boat together, and I, I try to look at the. You know, I try to look at it as a raise. A, what is it? A rising tide raises all ships, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I it do feel that. Is that? And yeah. I want you to keep going. I want you to make sure that what I was yeah. just saying though is like 
we aren't selling hamburgers. We, you yeah. know, if one guy eats a hamburger from us, they can go down the street and listen. Just listen to another song. Yeah, like you know sure. what I mean. There's, you don't fill some... up at us yeah. at the Toy Dinosaur <laughs> Station. There's <laughs> to keep the analogy yeah. going. It's it is it's something that I just don't think about too often. Uh, I I I feel like for a while now we've been, our we put our heads down, we make the music, and we've been pushing live, and just going and not thinking about all of the you know infinite issues and challenges with you know building an audience and building uh, your band to the point where you want it to go. I like that. That's when our 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 head's been at in the last six months so this is like the first time even just like kind of thinking about the the barriers that it does take to get there and challenges uh there are there are a lot but uh i'm i'm optimistic more than ever with where where things are at i feel like the world i feel like there's an excitement when we play uh live not just not because of our music but because people are excited to be out and to be going to shows yeah. Uh, there's like a, there's a fresh I I I feel like there is maybe it's just me, but I feel like there's an excitement for people to go out, and, and that's that is the way that a band like Toy Dinosaur will work in the long haul. Yeah, and I think that yeah. if there's anybody on here that's in the Nashville area, like yes, we have an album out, but if you're curious about us, we put on really affordable, fun shows yeah. that we are. Yeah. that we try to create like a really fun opening bill like there is yeah. a lot that we do you know on these show nights that that is it's less of i tr we try to make it less of a you know less of a like well, you know we're going out to support an indie act and much more of like uh you know i'm coming to see a concert and yeah. i want to be entertained and have a good time yeah it's no, really important I, to us I, I feel like we've we've gotten to a point where i can say that comfortably we put on a show put on a damn good show Hell yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, as a consumer, yeah. um, that that's what it's all about. You know, mm -hmm. I've been to, I can't tell you how many different shows, you know, and the most memorable shows for me are the ones that, you know, the artists, they get up there and put on a show. You know, they're, they're not just getting up there singing their songs and, you know, kind of putting the time in, you know. And I've been to those shows and I've paid money for those mm. shows. And I've walked away and said, you know what, I'm, I hate to be like this, but I'm done with you as a band. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with your music. You know, you, you literally turned me off. Yeah, it's too bad. I paid for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah. then I've been to other shows where, I've walked away and been like, man, I got to check out who opened. Yeah. You know, I've, I've never, they just killed it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and maybe the audio wasn't even great. Sure. But you're just like, yeah. wow. You yeah. know, they, they put yeah. on a show and, yeah. uh, you know, I'll go back. I'll start, I'll do a deep dive into yeah. that person's music and, mm. you know, and that, that's kind of where I want to go with this podcast is I want to, I want to, find out the person behind the, the album, the songs, sure. the, you know, the lyrics, the just whatever the case may be. I want to, I want to dig deep into that person, um, yeah. that song, you know, the, the passion that they have as a artist, as a group, as a collection of different personalities. How, how does it, yeah. How does it work and become one and 
you know, that collectively they put out that passion, that energy from the stage, you know. Yeah. You walk away from a show and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so jacked up. I can't <laughs> go home and go to bed. That, that's the goal. That's the hope for sure. I think what um when you're talking, it's just kind of like something that I, I gathered when you were talking that uh, Toy Dinosaur does offer in that way is we we focus heavily on harmony on our, our voices together um, and I love that over the last few years like we've never sat down and be like we're going to do this genre and we're going to be this brand we're going to put up that I think we have a relatively consistent sound but the only consistent thing is like always making sure that our songs have harmonies in them mm. and I think that that has created some of that juice that's yeah. <laughs> there because because yeah. when you build voices together and joshua is a you know a, a fantastic vocalist and has really you know almost helped coach me to catch up a bit to be able to execute in that way um i do think that when i see bands and of course we live in a city where there's a lot of really great bands i don't hear vocals up front often and i don't hear a ton of harmonies and i i do feel like uh that's something that vocal harmonies uh, but also like just a focus on overall harmony yeah. i feel like our music is a very harmony focused yeah I, I do think so i so i do love that about it um you know now when you get to play them out so much to sing in harmony with, with somebody on those songs uh you know makes it makes the performance really stimulating and i th i think for the listener i think that's probably one of the bigger takeaways is Hey, there's something special there and uh we, we've worked we've worked really hard to make those moments powerful um yeah anyways i'm just kind of like rambling but yeah no yeah. That, that you know that mm. that's what i want and i think that's what the the consumer wants and you know there there has to be there doesn't have to be but there should be a uniqueness to mm -hmm. your particular style of music, your, um, I mean, coming together as a group, you know, you, you need to put out something that is unique. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think, I think when you, when you have a passion for your art, It'll find there. There is a uniqueness in there, mm -hmm. and if you have a a style of music or a style of singing or a style of you know playing the guitar or you know a, a unique instrument in your music, you know you're you're gonna appeal to a, a much greater audience mm -hmm. and um again if we want to circle back to the music business um you're gonna appeal to more record labels more you know people in the industry mm -hmm. um you know decision makers mm. you know and i think at least what i know about you guys is y'all have something that is it, it's different. It stands out. And I think the passion, I can hear the passion in the music. But awesome. then again, I, I look for that when I listen to music. That's it cool. Does the, 
is this person just getting up there trying to make money or is this person up there we'd be doing something totally different you know <laughs> that's if, for sure are they are they i'm trying to make some money i got a couple ideas <laughs> you know, Sorry. are they expressing themselves yeah I mean, that's what it's all about you know you can you can watch an artist on stage that after their performance they're just they're done i mean oh, yeah they, that's me they time, walk dude. off stage and they're just <laughs> i mean they're just they've given everything yeah. to the audience and i think as far as a consumer goes when i leave that show i'm pumped up because that band that artist you know whatever the case may be yeah they have given everything right that makes me respect them as a group as musicians as writers as singers yeah. whatever that makes me respect them that much more and I, I think that ultimately is what i'm looking for i'm looking for the people who are passionate about their art i'm not you know i don't want to sit down and have a conversation with somebody who doesn't know how to play an instrument who <laughs> You know, yeah, screw have, those people. <laughs> all their songs written for them. I'm, you know, it just that no, that, I, per, that person. It's going to be like pulling teeth sure, to sure. to you know even get a, a forty minute conversation right. out of them because they they they're not invested into it. I you got know you. What I'm saying? And I would, I definitely want to say it's it's really cool. You're such a conscious. Uh, invested listener that is really neat and you know kind of the the whole umbrella here when we you know kind of examine the band and doing music and everything for me it does go back to just expressing yourself and if uh you know if i can get you know a little uh gushy about it i think music at its best moments there is a magic in that you're kind of extracting something deep within yourself that you feel and that somebody can listen and also feel like that that is a, a magical thing <laughs> that uh magical is such a funny word but it, it is a really powerful thing that that music does provide and it is always been uh, just a means of expressing myself as the that's the motivating force i i love it in that way um because I, I i mean joshua and i are both I mean, everybody in general. We're we're all we're all emotional people, emotional beings. But I feel like we, Joshua and I, feel deeply about a lot of things in life, and uh, we get to have the opportunity to express ourselves through these songs, uh, and and that's that's the reason I'm I'm still doing it, and probably always will. It's like it's uh, I love it for that what reason, and when people respond to it, man, like that's. I cannot tell you how that feels. It's incredible to express yourself honestly and have somebody uh, say either, even if it's just like, Hey, that was cool. But we have had responses of like, Hey, that, that helped me out. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a friend of, of uh, your mm -hmm. roommates that was like, mm -hmm. you know, your music's kind of getting me through something. Yeah. And that's, I mean, damn dude, like that's, that is a, um, you know, I don't mean to like, you know, totally like Tudor on horns. It's not what I, I'm really genuinely don't mean to, to get to that. I feel like that it's part of the purpose of, of why I, I do this though, that somebody would feel like they can, um, you know, find, find meaning or, or understanding of what's happening to themselves through 
the music that somebody would create it seems like art at it's like some of its highest form like the artist's responsibility is to go deep and express themselves and that the person who doesn't do that can actually find meaning and purpose through what they're going through because of in our case a song that was written that can help them understand the pain or the the joy that they're experiencing and be able to put a feeling to it I don't know if any of that made sense. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> basically, we are the modern-day Hallmark card writers. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, one of the questions that yeah. I love asking artists, mm-hmm. musicians, um, you know, anyone who, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, I guess, uh, genre of music you're in, uh, even you know, the, uh, the black metal, um, you know, the typical consumer is going to say that that's one emotion, um, Uh which it's not, but if you don't dive deep into it, it's going to seem like it's just one driving emotion. Mm. But, you know, you guys, and I've heard you say this more than once that music is therapy for you. Well, and you just alluded to another question that I was going to ask is, do you think your songs heal people? Do you think your songs heal, um, you know, fans when you just said that your songs heal you? Yeah. And you just said that someone said, you know, your your songs, your music is getting me through, you know, this, this rough patch. Yeah. Um, when you sing those songs in front of a live audience do you think or do you think that someone in that audience is saying you know what i need this right now um no but i got i sure hope so yeah, no i yeah, definitely yeah. no but i i, I think <laughs> I, do too, I think i think when i'm singing them i'm just trying i'm not thinking about anything mm-hmm. but trying to re-ink in the case that someone is feeling that way I have a bit of a background, and I know Brian does too, in worship music. Now, one thing that worship music does really, really well, and I'm not a spiritual person these days in this way, um, or religious person rather, but I, they one thing they do well is kind of no matter how you're feeling that day, you're supposed to present, perform the song as if someone is going to benefit from it that day. Yeah. So, you know, when we're on stage you know you know third show of the week where we also worked and we had life things happen and we have to come in and sing it when we're up there in that moment you know we're we're trying to recreate the feeling yeah that we felt when we first wrote the song yeah, which was sang, so sorry. deep and and you know we've got the song on that record it's called I've done this before and for me personally writing that song was just a, a roller coaster day of emotion of you know writing the lyrics for that just took like all day long and i didn't do anything but write it and it was and whenever we perform it now we've just done it so we've done it hundreds of times now and i just know that when we get into playing it live i kind of have to remind myself that like this might be someone's first time listening to it yeah and i hope that it's able to do something for someone in the case it is doing something for someone how terrible would it be as a performer to not have given it yeah everything no there's two things with that man i i uh i feel like we've done a and this is a little i don't know 
inside scoopish, but sometimes I get superstitious with sharing stuff like this. But I, before every show, Joshua and I turn to each other and say, "Hey, you know, you're you're buzzing with adrenaline and you're getting all anticipatory, but we we say like, hey, each song, feel what we're saying. You know, think about what you're singing." Uh, no get down there's a person shaming their dog um but but i do think we do that before for each show we kind of like hey let's be present on on each song and and feel what we're actually doing uh i feel like that sets apart a performance also with to your question though chris with do you think that uh music is a healing i think that's what bob marley would say or something um i yeah i i, I agree with josh in that like it's you know, you want to be hesitant with um, the power that you think you have or the power that you think your songs have. Who knows? I do think that there have been moments, though, in these past few months of playing out so much that I it's changed my life in the way that I've seen that there are moments where people are responding in the moment. Yeah. to songs you can see their face do something yeah. you can see them close their eye there's a one show that we played in Atlanta where there's a few people while Everybody. we were playing I looked out and there's a few people with their eyes closed Everybody had their eyes closed one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and 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 I you know and I was uh I think that really changed that really changed me in that okay we have the opportunity here to not just make music and have people listen to it and hopefully even have a career in it that's those are lofty goals but we have, have actually have the opportunity to do something that could move people as much as i'm moved when i listen to like fucking radiohead or something yeah. you know i i have been to shows or listen to music that have hit me so hard that i can make sense of something so yeah i i i i'd hope so i hope we can do some healing out there i'm in that business sure <laughs> well i i know <laughs> I'm a huge mm. fan of music. Um, I don't watch TV hardly at all. Uh, when I'm at my full-time job, yeah, um, that's literally the only time I watch TV. Um, my TV at home's not even hooked up. Nice, so, good for you. Um, all I do is listen to music. Huge consumer of music, um, all genres. You know, music for me is not. It's not just background noise. It's not just uh, something that, you know, I get yeah. in the car and drive to work. And, you know, music to me, I, I, I dig deep into the nice. songs I listen to. That makes me appreciate music for what it is. That makes me appreciate different genres of music. That, yeah. You know, I've, I've talked to people and, you know, I ask them, say, mm -hmm. What, you know, for the listeners out there, what style of music do you play? Uh, put yourself in a genre so, you know, the listener kind of knows where you're coming from. And I've heard people just describe, you know, oh, I'm in such and such genre. And I'm like, I have never heard of that. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, is that even a thing? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, um, when I'm no longer around that person, I whip out my phone and kind of put that in Google and find out, oh, wow, that is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, they're a German space music. <laughs> you know, in this style of music, yeah. and that opens my eyes to... Cool. Norwegian you know, pop metal. <laughs> a, a completely different 
you know, style of music, which once I start getting into that genre, that can elicit different feelings, Yeah, you know, or... Two things there real quick, sorry. Like, uh, as a, you know, musicians and everything, I think that's what you get hooked on as well, is that it's infinite. Like, I love that, like, right now, I'm learning, like, these, you know, different chord... uh, um, not, not intervals. Anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just learning something <laughs> new, and it's I can't believe it. It's like I've been playing this thing so long, and I'm so excited to learn a new tool that I can, uh, you know, apply to our songs and everything. And that's never gonna stop. Like you, yeah. you can master an instrument, but you can you can always grow. And as a listener, it well, is the only time you can master anything yes. is if you're a student of it, and <laughs> yeah. that never oh, ends. Yeah. So that's just how that goes. I so. Joshua surprisingly mentioned that we both have a religious background that, you know, it's played out in apples and oranges. But one of the things that we've bonded over is that we both had a really strong religious background that we both completely left. And you mentioned the music and part of it. And I just had this like kind of thought of the irony is that the music that we were part of when we were religious was marketed and pushed in the moment as this music, you're playing it for it to be healing and you're being present and it's not about you and you don't don't think about yourself think about your god and what it can do for other people and that's that's what it's marketed as and we're going to we're going to make it sound like that and we're going to push it as that and what's i feel like super ironic is that that music didn't do anything for me and now we're playing music where we haven't thought about that at all we've just expressed ourselves and it's done that completely and and wow, I'm, that's yeah, awesome. That's yeah, so true. Yeah, yeah. And I love I'm that. really thankful for that. I'm thankful that our paths kind of took us away from from that and led us to something that that was trying to achieve, but really, it, it, it was. We contrived. got there. What you're saying is, we got we got to the point that we we found the thing that we were tr- looking for in church by yes. being as far away from it <laughs> yeah. as we possibly it's, it's can. A, it's a cosmic be. irony for us. For us. <laughs> I'm not saying that doesn't happen for other yeah, people, but for, I, I totally, for specifically yeah, I for us, yes. that that yeah, is how sure. it played out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's unique that you both said the exact same thing about even religious music and how you were told that it had to be done a certain way. Yes. Yeah. It for had sure. to, you have to make the listener yeah. feel a certain way. And if, you know, I can go back around again to, the music business you were being you were a part of music business even though yeah. it wasn't someone sitting you know uh, in a room that works for a label or you know someone that works for a studio telling you yeah you know that it was someone who works for a yeah. religious establishment a church synagogue chapel you know, uh, whatever the case was, they're telling you how exactly. To, yeah, you know, it's ironically because, sucks because your it, soul. <laughs> it, well, it, it again, it's yeah. business. It's yes, and yeah. that very, is the big difference between this type of worship music that we are talking about right now, because there is so many yes. beautiful, for sure, religious arrangements uh-huh. and compositions yeah. throughout time. Some beautiful hymnals. Gospel you know, music. Gospel music that is yeah. just 
off the wall incredible yes. uh, absolutely i think it's it definitely bears that we need to add nuance to our perspective on this it's low-hanging fruit to hate on the church yes and we both have a complex relationship to it but the music i it's it's really i whenever i do think about it it is really interesting that the church almost made me quit music because I thought it was a vehicle for egoism and for self-worship or something. And I was told by leaders in the church when I would take like guitar solos and stuff, they would tell me not to do it. And, uh, you know, that was a particular time and, and, and everything. This is not all churches, of course. But there is, um, there is an experience there that almost took me out of it. Yeah. And so I'm, you know... I, I look at my relationship with music now and then I'm very thankful. And I do look at music as a relationship. I look at when I sit down at my piano that it's not judging me. Um, it's I can show up whatever way I want and it's going to welcome me. And I had to learn that, though, uh, over time that uh, I can do whatever I want with music. Yeah. I can, and it's it's not going to judge me and I don't have to show up in any way other than the way that i want to and i love that what about it hell yeah yeah <laughs> well, you know that that's the way music should be and yes. i think that's way that anyone's art no matter what it is should be you know and again that that comes back to passion mm -hmm. and you know um someone who's passionate about painting even though maybe i don't understand what you're painting um, you know, once you're done with that, that piece of art, you know, you, you did it your way yeah. and you, you view that art differently than I will or mm -hmm. differently as the person that maybe buys that piece of art from you, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you can, you know, as an artist, look at your career, hopefully, and yeah. say, we did it our way. Yeah. And I I made some mistakes. Um, You're quoting Frank Sinatra. That's right. Know, but... <laughs> I've made some mistakes. Isn't that the, the, the Oh, lyric? my gosh. That's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> something like, some like, yeah, like I've, I've run around. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am a fan me too so, uh, uh, there's a great clip of joshua so a couple Ugh. years ago i found uh my band cd from high school yeah and i played it to joshua it was so cringy it was hilarious and we we're laughing and he's like i have a video from high school too and i was like dude pull it up we gotta laugh at you now and it's him singing Frank Sinatra spectacularly in like a tux in front of a bunch. Of, I was like, dude, this isn't funny. Nice. This is awesome. <laughs> I, was I was like, all about we were that. just laughing at my shitty high school band. That's and right. then you showed me this clip of like brilliantly singing Frank Sinatra at 16. I was like, dude, you got to find something. Yeah, I hadn't had my first beer yet. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> okay. And actually, so this is a. We have a, a meeting with our, our mixing engineer for the next batch of songs. That's it's already right, yeah. coming. We're already writing the next We're already ones coming out the next bit soon. At 2.30. So All we right, got to well, hit up the studio. We are definitely going to have to uh, keep up with that. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to have to get you guys back here in the uh, outdoor studio. I love and, it. Uh, no, it's been fun talking with Chris. Dude, we, we appreciate you, man, because it's... Um, 
uh, we talked about this sometimes. Like, we love that there are people out there that are just fans of music and want to talk about it and everything. Because I forget that sometimes that there could be that people even want to just talk about it. So, thanks for having us, man. Thanks All for right. doing this. Well, yeah. guys, uh, thank you for coming out on mm. this uh, beautiful, sunny, slightly windy day and um, mm-hmm. speaking with me and Mocha. And, oh, yeah, Mocha did a lot of speaking. Uh, yeah, she did. And the uh, everyone who actually just kind of hung around and uh, listened for a few minutes and then continued on. Um, all right, guys, this is uh, me wrapping up with Toy Dinosaur. Woo-woo. And uh, this is Chris Schramm signing off. All right, cheers. Cheers. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Two Beers with a Band. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, leave us a rating and review on Spotify or wherever you're hearing this, and please hit the subscribe button. For more content and information on my guests, check us out at 2BWB.net, and I will talk to you again next week.